that's I was in my twenties at that time. <laughs> exactly, old ass. But no, <laughs> fuck like, you. And I'm sexy. But, and whatever, man. I but, am. I am. What, I am. Whatever you tell yourself in the mirror every morning, man. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, they uh, taking pictures. Okay. No, I'm not taking. He's, I ain't talking about you, picture. man. I'm talking about the fans, the peoples. <laughs> Yo, you just sounded like Chris Tucker on that shit. <laughs> I talk about you, man. I talk about you, man. I talk about me. FBI, take a picture. Fire black exactly. in the tree. Yeah, exactly. Rush hour. But anyway. He didn't say but... fire black in the tree. See, I came up with that one. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that's how. That's that's how. What? <laughs> What's up, y'all? Harkos here with Music Making Sense Podcast. And with me, as always, is the one, the only Dapper Dan himself with a mohawk, man, KP. How the hell you doing, KP? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't expect you to laugh at me doing that. <laughs> you just did it, man. It caught me off guard, dude. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How's you? How's it going for you, bro? Going all right. I just got a cough drop in, so you know, hopefully it doesn't come across on the microphone with me juggling it around in my mouth. But kind of <laughs> like got one of those like irritating, like little like irritations, like right there in the top of your chest, and it's been like fighting like a cold and stuff like that for a few days, but. That's what happens whenever you got, you know, kids in school and you work at a public place as well, too. You know, you're going to get hit with viruses and shit all the damn time. So, oh, yeah, I just sit here. Yeah, it's been it's been cracking on it, man. Just taking medicine, bunch and everything like that. And, you know, it's turning on. But other than that, man, I've been I've been, you know, putting in work as always, man. Every time Word. I come here, you ask me how you've been doing. I'm like, well, I've been doing good. I've been working my ass off, you know, because yeah. we're my ass off of this regular job that I got. Um, for the moment, We're trying to change that to where I can have more time available because, you know, I'm putting in over 60 hours a week at this job. And so I'm sitting here thinking, well, hell, if I can find a job where I can get 40 hours a week and make roughly the same, maybe right. a little bit less, obviously, you know, but if I can make roughly the same, you know, make more per hours and then work less hours. Well, now I'm going to have 20 hours a week available to where I can work on everything else. And, you know, <clears throat> you know, not only do I have the podcast and stuff like that that we do, and then I edit and stuff like that, which doesn't take too long of time, but it, it does take some time, um, you know, but then I also have a lot of the other things. I want to start doing the music marketing reviews again, which mm -hmm. I was able to do before because there yeah, was another full time. Yeah, well, there was another full timer that was available and I was working less. I was only working like 45 to 50 hours a week. Right. So I had that extra like 10, 15 hours a week where I could do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Well, then he quit randomly, you know, because that's what you do is you randomly quit and fuck people over. That's how you live life and get ahead. Uh, that's sarcasm for anybody listening. But oh, I sound <laughs> like that's solely sound like what I ended up doing. I feel bad about that. Well, I get. Uh, yeah, but yours was in a different situation, you know, like he. This dude quit randomly saying, like, by text message saying, like, he's not feeling well and he doesn't know what's wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe he's just sick. Well, then right. the next day, he was like, I'm still not feeling good. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know when I'll be able to come back to work. I need a break. And I'm like, well, I completely understand needing a break, dude, but could you come in this week at least? Because I got four catering orders that I could really use your help on, you know? Yeah. And he just left me on red. 
in, on, and that was on Wednesday. And then he came in on a Sunday wondering where his check was. And I, it was really hard for me to say, I don't give a fuck where your check is. Get the fuck out of here. You know? <laughs> right. but, but I didn't. I was just like, I was like, well, I don't know. I'm not the owner and the owner's not here. So I will message him and let him know. And we'll get back to you. I got your number. I'll let you know. Right. And then he was just like standing around. I was like, did you need anything else? <laughs> like, and then, yeah and he didn't even apologize nothing didn't try to explain himself nothing just sitting there i'm like okay well whatever and i just like, kept kept doing what i was doing just ignored him yeah and then eventually he just walked out and uh but yeah anyway so <clears throat> i want to start doing the music <laughs> music marketing reviews again yeah don't let me go down deep in my hole of anger but uh um you know i want to start doing the music marketing reviews again i want right. to um and then i have a lot of other things you know with uh, building, you know, my consulting and stuff like that with helping artists and producers grow right. and, um, and, uh, you know, building websites and the blog stuff that I have as well too, mm -hmm. which I've been starting to insert ads for in the, the podcast episodes, um, on information on that and everything like that as well too. So right. there's a lot of things that I want to do to, to help artists and I need the time available to do it. So I've been working, on doing it a little bit while I have some time, you know, making some time basically, but I haven't really had a ton of time to do it like I want. So, so that's what I've been doing is I just been, I got a couple of gigs uh, building websites for some people. Right. And so I've been working with that. And then, um, uh, yeah. And then just been looking for another main job and to, in order to start transitioning and stuff. So I've been working. Oh, and I've been reaching out to more podcasts, um, to get on to more podcasts. Yeah. yeah you showed me that yeah, one too. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Like I was telling you, I'm working on getting on a couple of podcasts. I'm not going to announce like the names on live on air, but right. A few different podcasts. Um, of course, you know, you know, I said on a couple episodes ago where I went on, um, uh, hip hop, radar underground mm -hmm. and uh was up on there and i actually have like an official like interview basically on december 31st with them oh, um cool. i think you might be able to come on too if you want man it just depends on your availability and all that stuff um, i'll be available <laughs> for sure yeah but we're gonna be hopping on there and then uh all right, y'all, Harco's here. I just want to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence 
presence on Twitter or X. This will definitely help you out. Like I said, I got 10 blog websites with 10 different Twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month. You can be right there with them, getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online. So make sure you hit me up right now, musicmakingsensepod.com. Hit the chat button and send me a message, and we will get you on point with this great new promotion. All right, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, and then multiple other podcasts. I've been talking with different people. I had I had two people message me back today about about some stuff and everything. So I'm just trying to get out there and you know tell people about what we're doing here at Music Making Sense Podcast and help grow it so we can we can help out as many artists as possible. You know, so mm-hmm. that's that's what I've been working on, man. <laughs> so yeah. and I know you've been working on your sync licensing a lot and and yeah. getting that going with with your stuff and everything and. And uh, I remember you saying something last episode that you uh, you had like a gig coming up and stuff like that. Was that this past weekend? Yeah, that was actually yesterday. I yeah. I know um, I didn't I didn't go because it was actually a really short notice and mm-hmm. wasn't his fault. And and I and I wanted to say this because I think this is something I want to talk. I was actually telling you I want to talk about mm-hmm. is excuse me is being prepared for gigging. All right. Right. And the reason I want to talk about that is because and shout out to my man Strings, my man Strings EMB. Shout out to my baby bro Strings EMB guys. He's a, a phenomenal hip hop R&B uh, crooner from St. Louis. And I've worked with him before. I actually played live, performed live with him before. Actually, that was like my first time I got into drumming and he um, became he, he hit me up and needed a drummer and I ended up and I ended up playing with him. And so um, I enjoy playing with him, man. He's a, he's a, like I said, he's an amazing, he's a killer artist. So check him out again. If you guys check him out, his uh, strings, EMB is S T R I N G Z E M B. All right. So that's my man. Right. And um, so, so anyway, well, he asked me, it was like about, he asked me about a couple of days ago. So it was like, I think around like, so it was like about. It was like a about, week ago. Cause we were about talking a week about ago. Yeah, week about a week ago. Episode. Yeah. About like, yeah. Mm-hmm. About last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I wanted to, I, I did. I wanted to go because it was my boy. And I was like, hell yeah, man. I just wanted to get back out there and gig again. Right. Right. Yeah. But the thing is that I don't have drum cases. I need to get myself some new drum cases and I need mm. to get me a drum bag and cymbal bag too. Right. So yeah, you got to protect your, you got to protect, got to protect my gear. And mm. I also thought about this guys and shout out to Damien keys. I got to give him his props on this one, man. And as much as I love taking an Uber and as convenient as it is, you need a vehicle. Yeah, take an Uber with drum set, dude. No, I have no. I I've done it. No, dude, yeah. I have done what, it. XL? Oh hell yeah, like yeah, I've done the XL and the luxury. Yeah, oh yeah, I've done it. I mean, and especially in right. Seattle at the time because it was just traffic was just atrocious. Yeah. So I would take an Uber. So it does. So you can do it, but I also needed to make a stop at the keyboardist crib so he and I could practice because he lived a mile away from the spot we were playing at. So I would have had to stop. I would have been, it would have been easier for me to stop there, mm-hmm. set up, then we could practice, 
before we have to do the before we have to go do load in. Right. Right. But then so that's those like are two things, movements of your drum right, set. Right. So that's two, two movements of the drum set. And I'm and number one, I didn't add, and I didn't ask for my guy that much because that's my boy, man. Right. But at the same time, realistically, I had to say, all right, I'm not going to be, it's not going to be enough for me to make two moves like that, mm-hmm. even though, and, and they would be necessary because we would need to practice together, at least go over, go over the set. It was only four songs, but right. we would at least go over the four songs together to just mm-hmm. click. And we as musicians, we always, I think with the, the beauty, the beautiful thing about being a musician is that when you step in the room with the person and you know, you get there, you get that vibe with them and everything, mm-hmm. they're going to click with you. So um, you just, you, you just, you know, you, but, but it's just always, I think it's just good to get that, that rehearsal in before you step on stage, especially if you got a keyboardist and a drummer with the vocalist. And I, cause I also, I felt like we would have, I personally think we would have done dope without playing the um, backing tracks, but for that reason, but because I didn't have my gear to protect, I was like, all right, let me uh let me uh let me let the guys know at least ahead of time that I'm not gonna be able to do it. And yeah. I mean, but and but they they're using backing tracks and the keyboard is so and Warren, shout out to Warren Bishop, um, Warren Music, if you guys check him out on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I just like I said, man, you just you want to make sure you're prepared. And no yeah, matter the circumstance, yeah, you just you just you want to be prepared because and if you got those are the main things you want to make sure you got your gear, you want to make sure you got cases to protect your, you know, what I'm saying all the stuff to protect your gear, your hardware, all yeah. that stuff. And then you want to make sure that you have a decently running vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I used to do Uber and uh, I did it as Uber regular. So. Yeah. You know, I only have a car. So if somebody was like, you know, I pull up and somebody's got a drum set, a whole drum set, I'd be like, yo. <laughs> right. But like if you're doing XL, then you usually have a bigger vehicle and stuff like that. Right. So- and then you let them know that you are getting that you are going to be packing a drum kit. Let them know how many pieces yeah. you got and that sort of thing. And but then at mm-hmm. the same time, that was another reason because it would have been scattered all over. And that's that's unprofessional. Yeah. No, you don't want to do yeah. that. Right. You that's don't want to do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a pain in the ass, man. So like it would have been best. Like if you already knew somebody who had like either a sprinter van or a truck or something like that, right. you know, or or you were an SUV and put the seats down, yada, yada. You know, you already knew somebody who had it. So just rolling the dice with an Uber. Now, I'm sure. You know, it be in Seattle, some of the Uber, especially the XLs, are used to having shit like that because, you know, it's a band city. But, right. like, you know, it's just, yeah, you got to have your own logistics, you know? And, like, we talked about last time, you know, like, you, dude, you having a fucking Sprinter van is going to help you out a lot, especially with all your shit, yeah. you know? Whether, you know, you you don't have to live in it or whatever, you know, but at least transporting your shit. Right. Being yeah. able, yeah, to have the transportation and then just being yeah. able, like, if you need to do a quick rest, I mean, that's a great idea, what you were even saying yeah. about that. So, yeah, but, yeah, just, yeah, you got you to gotta be prepared, man. So that's something yeah. I just really, I thought of, and I was like, I want to make sure that I'm going to be, I'm going to, that I will be prepared, and I am prepared when I start getting back out there to gig again, even if I'm a, even if I'm in a band as a vocalist, I want to just be able to be reliable, you know, and just being able to to have my stuff and be able to get out there and just be able to get to the gig without having to deal with 
a bunch of the, with the, having to deal with a bunch of dilemmas that you don't necessarily have to deal with when you no you got to have the logistics on yeah, point with what, everything that you yeah. do man you yeah. know you gotta you gotta make sure you can get from a to b reliably you yeah. know and and have a backup plan you know so if exactly. uber is your primary what's your backup plan lift you know what i'm saying but if you have a vehicle and then shit fucks up your backup plan is uber and yeah. lift you know what i'm saying now you got multiple things right and then but again if you're trying to you know move your equipment and stuff like that like you know your drum set and everything like that then you know that makes it a little bit difficult but yeah you know but but yeah you got always like that's one thing i don't understand is that you know in the realm of hip-hop where i mainly deal with people don't usually have to deal with their equipment you know there's no right. equipment you, you bring your mouth you know what i'm saying and um a microphone i was i would advise bringing a microphone in yeah. your own mic seriously yeah yeah you can bring do that mic. too <laughs> yeah, but even still, you bring your own mic that fits in a backpack. You know, yeah, you got a, right. a US, you got a USB, you know, little thumb drive or whatever yep. with your tracks on, easy peasy, right? Exactly. So it's not usually that much. It's like yourself and you know something you can carry easy. So, you know, but still, I hear, I see all the time artists, you know, have to cancel last minute or can't figure out how to get from A to B and stuff like that. And I'm just like. Like, why are you even like you should think about that ahead of time, you know, but they, like they they don't think about that, you know, yeah. they, don't, they don't think it was about on that. my mind. Yeah, it was yeah. like on my mind. And I was thinking like, well, maybe I could. But then when I really sat back and thought about it, I was like, nah, yeah, dude, just no. And, and I'm sure that, that you know, strings understands because, you know, he knows you well. So, he knows right. your situation and stuff, you know, but, you know, uh, a, a lot of people that I see, you know, having having a plan is key with everything that you're trying to do if you want to be successful yeah. you got to have a plan it doesn't have to be a huge elaborate plan but it's got to be a little decent you know if you're going to be if you're if you're an artist whatever any kind of artist and you're going to be like hey i want to start doing live shows well you got to have reliable transportation to that live show and then if you have equipment yep. that you bring with you you got to be able to bring that with bring you that gear, so yep. if you don't yeah so if you don't have your own then you need to borrow or something like that you know, whether you're borrowing a ride or you're borrowing able to the, rent. the actual vehicle or you're renting, right? Because, yep. I mean, I don't know about where you're at, but here at Menards and Home Depot, you can rent a truck for like 20 bucks a day plus mileage. Yeah, you can rent plenty of like vehicles yeah. out here. But yeah. also you can rent um gear. Like if you need music gear, you can rent. Mm. You can rent it from Guitar Center here. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, um, rent a, can, yeah actually, worldwide. Yeah, nationwide, they got it. So Yeah, I mean, there's U-Haul. You can rent a van from U-Haul. You know, it's like <laughs> one of those 15-passenger yeah. vans or whatever, the cargo vans or whatever. You know, you don't have to be yeah. get a big U-Haul truck. But oh. either way, like, you got to have all this in your mind. You're like, okay, so, you know, whether you're, you're an individual vocalist or whether you got, you know, a bunch of gear, you got you to gotta have all that planned out. But then you also got to have it planned out, okay, you know, what am I performing? Obviously, you know, you got to have your set list and stuff like that. Right. But, you know, am I going to be able to take that time off for, if I got a regular job? Can I take that time off? Is it guaranteed? Am I going to be able to, am I going to have to cancel last minute? Or is my job a situation where they know what I'm doing outside of work? And if I book a time off request in advance, they know, hey, he cannot be in that day regardless of whatever the fuck whatever happens, happens here at work. Yeah. I'm saying no matter if everybody calls off, he cannot, he, she, whatever, they cannot be in, you know? Right. 
you got to have a job like that. Cause I had a similar situation where somebody had asked me to perform. And I, and, and at that time that was when that, that other full-timer was uh, just getting started. Right. Mm -hmm. And so somebody had asked me to perform and I was like, yeah, I should be able to do it. Well, cause it was like three, four weeks in advance. Right. Well, then I can't remember exactly what happened. Oh, I remember what happened. So then that full-timer started mm -hmm. and I got him up and running. Well, then all of a sudden he couldn't work Saturdays anymore because he had some training that he was doing in Chicago that he had already um, paid for before he started working at, at, at the restaurant. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, well then all of a sudden, like a week out or it was like two weeks out the uh, all of a sudden I look at my calendar. I was like, Oh shit, I got this thing that they asked me to do on a Saturday night. You know, I got to work Saturday night until like almost 10 o'clock. This thing starts at 10 30. Right. Right. And it was like almost an hour away. And I'm like, fuck. And so I was talking with him. Like, oh no, I can't do it, man. I can't. And so I'm sitting here like guns on both sides of my head, basically like, <laughs> which one am I going to do? Right. And so I had, so, you know, obviously, you know, I had to think logically and I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting paid for one thing. I'm not getting paid for another thing. You know what I'm saying? I got I to gotta tell the gig, hey, look, sorry. And I told him like a week and a half in advance, right? Right. So it wasn't like it was last minute, but I tried to tell him like, hey, apologize. I can't I can't be there. And like I was scheduled to open. So I had to be there at 1030. And I was like, hey, I'm not going to be aware there be at 1030. I could be there like 1130. Can you maybe move some stuff around or whatever? And they were just like, no. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. You know, sorry, I can't make it. You know, right. It is what it is with that kind of thing, you know, but, but you gotta, you gotta have all your ducks in a row. And even if you're not doing physical shows, right. Say you're, you're just trying to handle business on the internet and stuff. I saw, I saw an artist post something today. One of the artists that I've worked with previously off and on, she, uh, she's a, a female hip hop vocalist and stuff like that. And she was, she made a post. I happened to see it earlier today when I was scrolling through Facebook, just seeing what I can, you know, comment logically on. Right. And she made a post that said, you know, she got the next couple of days off. She's going to be doing a lot of features and stuff like that, getting a lot of recording done, everything. Like basically living in the studio. Mm -hmm. And then I happened to see, like, you know, another post a little bit later on where she was like, well, I guess I'm not doing one of these tracks because for unforeseen circumstances that I'm not going to, you know, blast anybody out on, I no longer have access to this beat, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting here, I'm like, damn, what the fuck? And so I was like kind of like trying to read between the lines because she was being decently professional, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she likes to update on Facebook all the time about what she's right. doing, right? But she was not she was not blasting the producer or whatever. But basically, it was an issue with a, a beat the producer gave her or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And I saw her make another post. She said something about like, you know, um, she, oh, she's like producers from now on. If you send me a beat, send the contract as well, too, because if we have a verbal agreement, that's supposed to be one thing. And then when it comes time for you to actually send me the beat, now I got to pay you. Well, and that wasn't, you know, in you know, we had already made a 50 50 split agreement in the beginning, you know what I'm saying? And so I figured out that's what it was. What it was is she had, she had thought it was going to be a 50 50 split with the person. He sent the samples, right? So she was mm -hmm. like, Oh, I like that one, blah, blah, blah. Well, then she hit him up or whatever said, Hey, you know, can you send me that or whatever? Well, then they're like, Oh, it's going to be X amount of dollars. She's like, what the fuck? You know, that, la, da, da, da. she had already heard the snippet. 
and been building something and had already been writing to something on it. Right. right? So now she's like, well, I guess I'm doing this. She made foot. I guess I'm doing this track acapella. <laughs> and so, so I, so I, uh, I messaged back, I messaged her. I was like, Hey, yo, hit up any of the producers that I have on my list, you know, cause I've been building the list and the database and stuff like that. And, and, uh, everything. And so she's like, yeah, I'll hit them up or whatever. Cause I mean, I know multiple producers that are like trying to flip some shit right now that, are, you know, quick, fast in a hurry, everything like that. Yeah. And so I told her to do that. But, but, you know, that's part of the logistics that you got to plan for as well too. You know, right. if, if you know you're in a situation where you only get one or two days off a week, and you can only get in the studio, you know, in restricted amount of time. Like you don't have a studio set up like I do right here, for instance, or like KP does yeah, where you can record in your house at, at whatever time you got, you know, if you need to go to an actual studio and stuff like that, you need to make sure, excuse me, you need to make sure you have all your stuff in line yeah. because if you don't, then you're going to be in a situation where you get in the studio and you're like, Hey, can you send me, you know, the full beat, please, you know, un untagged or, you know, can you send me the track out, whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. And then, then all of a sudden they're like, Oh wait, you know, this, that, and the third. Now, now you're sitting here screwed, you know, yeah. you know, or, or I've, I've heard of artists have situations where like they, they made an appointment with a videographer and, then they show up to the thing, but then the videographer doesn't show up because, you know, there was something that wasn't a hundred percent finalized in the deal with them or anything like that, you know, stuff like that, man. Like mm -hmm. anything that you're trying to do, you need to make sure you have it planned out and you need to make sure you have contingencies as well too, you know? So if your videographer is not going to be able to come through, okay, have a backup plan, you know, what are you going to be able to do instead? And yeah. some things you can't plan for. Yeah. But, but I always try to have at least a backup plan and, and it's easy for me to come up with a backup plan because I have so many fucking things I got going on that if one thing falls through, I'm like, okay, fuck it. Go next, go on the next thing on the list, please. Cause my list is, you know, a fucking mile long. So if one thing fails, I just go to the next <laughs> thing on the list and say, fuck it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so it's easy for me, but for some people it's not, you know, like, like with that, that female artist, you know, she went into the studio. She was like, okay, I'm going to lay down three, three, four tracks today. Well, now one of them has gone. Okay. Well, I was kind of pumped about that one because, you know, as a, as a lyrical artist, you know, you, if you create good music, which she, she puts, puts out soulful music, like, like stuff that like lyrics actually from their soul, you know, she not as coming up with catchy jingles. And so, you know, you, you put your energy into that and everything. And then that's like, you wear that on your sleeve, you know? And so whenever, whenever something like that fails, you're just like, well, fuck man. Cause that beat was beaten to my heartbeat and I had my soul fucking writing something on it. Well, now you just ripped my heart out. Now yeah. what am I going to do? You know? And, and that, that's a tough position to be in, you know? And I have, I got a message here. I'm like, how the fuck did you not already have this all taken care of before you went to the studio? <laughs> right. You know, that, that's definitely something, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, you always got to have your plan just like you with your logistics on getting to the show and everything, you know? Yep. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I just, a lot of these artists that I've been reaching out to and I've been, I've been talking to and everything like that on, on, on social media, you know, like we say, you know, we kind of specialize, especially me in, in like help, help <clears throat> excuse me, in helping, you know, ground level and level one artists yeah, kind of build their base of build operations bases, yeah. and, and start launching off of that 
And that takes a lot of planning. That takes a lot of strategy. You know, my my con my full content strategy for an EP release is where you work in advance. And then when you're ready to launch, you have six months worth of content already done, already prepped, and already scheduled on all the social medias and YouTube and everything like that to drop, you know, one track a month with all the promo for it and everything. You have all of it scheduled up. I mean, that's a lot of logistics right there. But guess what? You have that whole six months already planned out and already scheduled, already uploaded, boom, done. Now you can spend the next six months working on your next six, next months. six months, you know, and then now you're not sitting here saying, oh, my new track's coming out on the 14th of this month. And then the 15th comes around. You still haven't dropped it yet because, oh, the video's not done yet because you just filmed the video on the 12th mm-hmm. and you were hoping it would be done by the 14th. You know what I'm saying? Some bullshit like that. I've seen right. do that. Like try to have like a two day turnaround on a video or even a week turnaround on a video. Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't work. You know, you got to you got to plan it ahead. So whenever I'm looking at all these artists and stuff like that and just like throwing tracks out to the wind, you know, they're just like mm-hmm. keep releasing tracks with no steady marketing plan at all. You know? Another thing I've noticing, too, and I've been hearing this quite a bit. Is. Putting out, con- putting out, putting out your music with. Content that grabs the emotion. Right. Or and another one I've been hearing is definitely create the content first and then and then the song. So there's a bit. Yeah. Like and I was watching um, it was on that one. How do do you create the content first and then? Okay, so it was uh, who was it? Brand man. I was watching on um, no labels necessary. Right. And um, it was on an Insta. It was an Instagram post that um, they that they put out there that they put out. And it showed, like, how did it, how did they say that? They said, well, if you think of the content first, like, so you're thinking of a vision, so you have a vision, right? And whatever that vision is, you want to create the content to it and make it into a song so instead of so instead of thinking of the song first mm-hmm. think of the piece of content like think of the storyline like what are you trying to show how are you trying oh. to showcase it right and mm-hmm. then and then once you do that then go ahead and create the song so i started thinking about that within myself i was like wait a minute you know that now that i think about it it's like when I think of content, I actually my I actually use my imagination. And yeah. where it goes with and then when I'm looking when I'm using my imagination, I'm thinking of scenarios like me outside playing my drums in a very scenic in a very scenic area. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, Harkos here. I just want to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing 
leaps and bounds, getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month. And that's just not in total, that's every single account. I have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here, right now. The episode is called, How Much Marketing Can $10 Get You? All right, I go through a full explanation of it, but if you've already watched that and you wanna find out more, go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com, send me a message in chat and I will get right back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media, especially if you wanna grow that presence on Twitter or X, this will definitely help you out. Like I said, I got 10 blog websites with 10 different Twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month. You can be right there with them, getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online. So make sure you hit me up right now, musicmakingsensepod.com. Hit the chat button and send me a message and we will get you on point with this great new promotion. All right, let's get back to the episode. And with that, I'm hearing the sound of the drums that I'm playing. I'm also hearing the music. Mm-hmm. So I when I when I when I heard them say that, I was like, that actually makes sense. I could see it making sense. Now that you've explained it, I could see it making sense because because a lot of times people will create a song that mm-hmm. sonically sounds decent or sounds yeah. good. But then, you know, when they put something together, it's like very standard cookie cutter looking bullshit. Right. right? But like you said, you know, if they create the content. I think Mm -hmm. what that's actually driving at deeper, especially in the realm of hip hop. Yeah. What that's driving at deeper is actually creating more uh, what people would consider conscious music. You know, mm-hmm. music that actually says something that feels something that that has something to it, you know. So, like, for instance, with me, whenever I make music, whenever I'm sitting there writing it and listening to the beat and stuff, I'm visually seeing all kinds of stuff already. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm, I'm visually already seeing the video for it. You mm-hmm. know, and there's a lot of artists like that. And then there's a lot that are not. And that might be what they're talking about is those that do not. Because the artists that do not, they just come up with some track that sounds good that, you know, is cookie cutter, sounds like all the other shit out there. And then they come up with a video. Well, the video looks the same. And so it's like, stop trying to make the same old, same old. Start actually trying to make something unique and creative because that's what people want is they they want creative. Mm -hmm. You know, all these, all of, all of us artists out here and stuff call ourselves creatives, right? But some people are not very creative. Yeah, it's like we're afraid to push that boundary. Like I even thought about like even for me, it's like, you know, if I played my drums because I've seen it done Mm -hmm. and I've seen it have get phenomenal results from it. Because it's daring. How many people, I mean, you think about taking your drum kit out there in a, especially if it's chilly or if it's cold or whatever, and you got like snow and it was, uh, who was it that did it? Um, oh my God, I forgot his name right off the bat, but, um, he was a drummer that did it and it was awesome as hell. And, and I'm like, dude, that's it. Like, if you go out there and do something daring. Mm-hmm. You know, like you take it because you got to think about setting your drum kit up and being out there in the elements 
And then you have, you've already created a sound or put like the instrument, you put the other instrumentation to it mm -hmm. and you go out there and then you're out and then you're playing that drum. You're playing that drum feel. Mm -hmm. Todd, Todd Sukerman. That was his, that's his name. Right. Yeah. So I just, I just, I just uh, saw that. Yeah. I just sent you a link. So there's this one band that I used to work with a few years ago. Cause mm -hmm. when I originally started my, my hip hop, uh, my radio show style podcast in mm -hmm. 2017, I actually started a rock show and a hip hop show at the same time. And Ooh, nice. the rock show only went for like six months. And then I, sh I shut it down, just went to the hip hop only because, as you know, it's very difficult to, to have like a weekly show showcasing rock artists because they don't produce as much as a hip hop artist. And then they break up a lot, blah, 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 shit like that. Right. Yep. And so, so I kind of shut that down, but there was one group in there that I actually still listen to every once in a while called uh, the wise man's fear. And they're a pretty good band. And, but they actually have a video called uh, for this track called black root forest. That is just what you're talking about. They are out in the woods playing their instruments in the video and stuff like that yeah and then also they have some other creative content in there so it's really really cool yeah and it, it now plays there yeah there has been bands like like around like in the early 2000s there were bands that did do that now mm -hmm. but what i'm saying is it that now that it's now that it's done now that you're able to do it on YouTube and, and, and on social media, mm -hmm. yeah, on these social media platforms, they seems like a lot of us stop doing it. Yeah, and and it's more necessary now because yeah. that's what social social media, YouTube, all that shit is all content driven, visual yeah. content driven. You know, that's why I always tell people, I'm like, look, take a little bit of time and have a video of some kind, any fucking kind. Yeah. Of instead of always a live video, instead of a video, mm -hmm. always of you playing live at a, at a gig or yeah. at a club or a venue. Right. Yeah. Come, I, up, I, come I, up with at least one creative, a creative video keyword, creative video, excuse me. Yeah. One creative video per track that you put out, no matter yeah. what kind of music you make. Right. Try to do that because that's the currency nowadays. You know, like my kids are 15 and for the last couple of years, they've been creating these um these anime music videos. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a big thing among, you know, teenagers and stuff like that. And, and basically what they do is they take clips from like anime shows and then they they edit it together with a lot of like high frequency cuts and flashes and stuff like that. And a lot of rotations, and all kinds of like high frequency editing style. Mm -hmm. But then they do it to like um a popular song and stuff like that right and and so it goes around like crazy and so a lot of these songs you know a lot of these editors will will use some of these songs and they'll get you know hundreds of thousands of, of views on their short or on their long form video to that song you know and so you know if you have music that can be creative like that you know, then you can do something like that or you can do literally anything. But, you know, just like like the point I was trying to make with that is that's that's like my kids are 15. Like I said, that's what they do. They sit around and they watch shit like this, all these creative videos with music behind it. 
Yeah. And they're hyper creative. You know, they can be about, you know, anime shit or it can just be any form of hyper creative. That's what people like. You know, that it, we're at a new level of entertainment. You know, I yeah, remember, you know, I told this story multiple times, but but when I first got introduced to hip hop, mm -hmm. it was in the morning before school watching MTV. MTV, yeah. Because they would have the music video countdown and stuff like that before I went to school. And this was mm -hmm. back in third grade, right? Mm -hmm. And back in the in the 90s, like the early mid-90s. And uh, but yeah, like that's what my we... 20s at that time. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> old ass. But no, <laughs> fuck like... you. And I'm sexy. <laughs> and whatever, man. I but... am. I am. What... I am. <laughs> whatever you tell yourself in the mirror every morning, man. But uh <laughs> but anyway. They uh taking pictures, okay. No, I'm not taking he's I'm talking about you, picture. man. I'm talking about the fans, the peoples. <laughs> Yo, you just sounded like Chris Tucker <laughs> on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about you, man. I talk about you, man. I talk about me. FBI, take a picture. Five black exactly. intriguing. Yeah, exactly. Rush hour. <laughs> but anyway. He didn't say but, fire black and intriguing. See, I came up with that one. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, <laughs> that's how that's that's how music really got around. Right. Like, yeah, you had the radio, <laughs> but I mean, fuck. You know, Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, The Crossroads, when that first came out off their off their well, technically their second CD, but off of you know East 99 Eternal, when mm -hmm. the video for the crossroads came out. It was so visually creative Facts. at that time. Obviously, if you go look back at it now, you're like, yeah, especially man, from the yeah, special that was effects are dog shit. But back then, but that back then it was cool. Yeah, in '96, from, especially from when yeah. they made um thuggish, ruggish bones, right? To that, to to, to yeah. crossroads, yeah, yeah. But in '96, Upgrade. the video for it was was great, <laughs> you know, because the special effects were like up to date then. You know, you look at something from 96 and 2023, you're just you don't even worry well, about yeah. it. Well, yeah. But anyway, like like that, I was like, oh. And then my dad bought me East 1990 Eternal cassette. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that's how I got turned on to music like that. And that was just with TV only. Now we have carry around a TV that can access millions of channels <laughs> right. at any moment. Your hands. <laughs> at any moment, you can access millions of channels, whether it's YouTube or social media, anything like that. Yep. Actually, billions of channels if you think about it. Because it trips me out you know, to this day. Yeah, I mean, and you can do that, and so that's how you need to be creative with your yep. stuff. You know, and that takes planning. You know, yeah. like the whole theme of this episode is planning. You know, that's that's what you have to do, you know. Yeah. And so because if not, then you end up falling flat. And if you try to tell your fans about what's coming up and then you can't deliver now, they can't rely on you, you yeah. know. And and in order to build a successful model online in any kind of, you know, let's just face the facts, you're running a business if you're a musician. Right. And a lot of people don't like looking at it like that because they're like, no, man, are. I just want to do be the art and the artist and stuff like that. I'm not caring about the business and the money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I get that from a purist point of view, but and a hobbyist. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but if you want to be successful, you got to at least at a base level, think about the business portion. You know, if you don't want to look at it high level, you know, that's not on you. You want to hire that out to somebody, you know, like Harcoast or KP, 
then that's perfectly fine. But at a base level, you got to think about it like that. You're like, okay, so what does it take for to build a super fan? Right. And what a super fan is, is somebody who will actually give you money, somebody who will give you money, who will share your shit and who will support you in any way possible. That's a super fan. Right. Mm -hmm. A regular fan is just somebody who will listen here and there or whatever. They might share here and there. But a super fan is a cult like member. Right. Well, they have to know, like and trust you. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have to know you. So that's where the awareness comes in with awareness campaigns and marketing. Right. They have to get to know you and they have to see you and everything like that. And then the more they see you, then they start to like you. And once they like your content and stuff like that, then they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then if you, the more you stay consistent, then the more they can trust you. And once they trust you, then they'll give you a dollar. Then they'll give you $10. They'll give you $100, whatever it is when you ask them. But you have to build that know, like, and trust up before they'll even consider giving you $1, right? Before they'll even consider giving you an email for something for free, right? You know, I always recommend to artists that they have free digital downloads available on their website and all you require is an email, right? Because now you're getting an email and then you send them, you know, between one and four not usually more than four emails a month about what you're doing. However, in order to do that, you have to be consistent too. You have to have planning and everything like that. It's, it takes a lot of logistics to go into that in order to actually market and, and nurture those fans properly, right? Yeah. But you have to be consistent first before somebody will even give you an email, right? And some of y'all may be thinking, oh, well, I already got like, you know, X amount of emails. It's like, yeah. But you know what? That's fine. Sometimes sometimes people are reckless with their email and they'll just give it out, you know, because sometimes people are very, very um, uh, sporadic and and in the in the moment. Right. You know, that's why, you know, they have all the bullshit food right by the checkout at the grocery store is for impulse buys because you've already exhausted yourself for all the choices that you were just making throughout the whole store. And by the time you get back to the checkout, theoretically, you should be wore out mentally from all the choices. And now you're more suggestive and you can get that impulse buy. And that's how they get you to buy that bag of cookies or that fucking drink or that pack of gum or that magazine or whatever, right there at the cash register, you know, because you just went through hundreds of, of, of choices and stuff like that. Yeah, you're going to get some people that are impulse like that and they'll throw out their email to anybody, you know, but that's just the same with that hoe in town that'll fuck anybody. You don't necessarily want that for a marriage, right? You know, KP's brain brain, brain broke on that one. But no, that's not what you want. You know, you don't want that for a marriage, which is the same thing. You don't want that for a super fan because they won't make a good super fan. They just won't. It can't happen. You know, they have to know, like, and trust you. And you got to be consistent in order for that to happen. Because if not, you can't build it. Yeah. Not at all. Facts, my guy. Facts, yeah. facts, facts, my guy. As always. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. So like the name of the game here today was just coming in here to talk to you about consistency and everything like that. So whether you're doing live stuff like KP loves to do and I hate, or whether you're doing online stuff <laughs> like I prefer to do, and KP likes as well too. He yeah. doesn't hate it, right? Yeah. But, you know, no matter what you're doing, you got you got a plan. Yep. You know, and you don't have to be a hyper planner like I am, where I like to plan out as much as possible, but you got to plan a good amount. It's a good idea to do so, though. I mm-hmm. mean, it really is. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause without it, you can't be successful. Yeah. 
I'd rather can't. be, I'd rather much be a hyper planner than, than uh, which I would rather have. I would rather, I, if I could become a hyper planner, I would much rather be that. I do plan right. and try to, but if I could be a hyper planner, totally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And not everybody has the ability to do it. So yeah. you hire somebody to do it. However, if you hire some, God, this drives me nuts. If you hire somebody to be your hyper planner, you need to fucking listen to them. <laughs> yeah. All right? Because if yeah. they put out a blueprint for you and you say, oh, cool, thanks. And then you don't act on don't it. Don't fall. Yeah. Don't come back to them acting like they fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So because I, dude, I had this happen a few months ago. I had a consultation call with an artist. Right. And I was like, he, you know, he's like, hey, I got this launch coming up, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, OK, cool. You know, well, what you need to do in the meantime between now and your launch. Right. I said, what you need to have for your launch is you need to have your, you know, your vis- video done for it and have at least one or two shorts for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Bare minimum. And then in between now and then, you know, you got a couple months right in between now and then what you need to do is you need to be posting on a regular basis. One music related post a week. And then two to three, if not more, non-music related hobby or interest-based posts posts, on all your social media platforms, preferably video, right? Right. Short form and long form. You need to mix it up or anything like that. He's like, all right, cool. A couple months goes by. Don't really hear much from him and everything like that. But he already booked me for the promo run. And he already paid me for the promo run, right? Mm Because he wanted me to do like a month's worth of um, ad management for him. So he already paid me in advance for it and everything. Okay, cool. So I'm like, all right, I'll wait for you to let me know. Checked in with him here and there. He's like, I'm still working, still working. Okay, cool. Well, then he finally comes to me. All right, I'm ready to launch. I'm like, okay, cool. Have you done anything I told you? Well, I got the video done, and then the guy's going to give me the, the shorts here in a couple of days. I'm like, okay. Well, I just went and looked at your social media, bro, and you've barely been posting a couple times a month. Mm. I'm like, I'm like, you could throw ten thousand dollars at this shit, and it's not going to go as well as what it would have if. I mean, he wasn't doing ten thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? But like, right. I was like, no matter how much money you want to throw at this ad campaign. It's gonna do. It's gonna do decent. It's not gonna do well. It would have done well if you would have already done what I fucking told you to do. Your homework. I was like, so what I recommend you do is start doing that as of now, and then in a month or two we go back to it and we do your ad run and we do your awareness campaigns. We do all the other marketing shit to boost your music video. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, so again, if you hire a hyper planner like myself, right? If you do that, you you gotta follow through because if not, because like he was sitting there looking at me like, well, what the hell, dude? Well, what the I'm, hell? I'm, I'm I'm ready to launch this, and I'm like, we can launch it if you want to, but you're gonna be throwing your money away, bro. If you want to do that, that's what you hired you hired me to do your ad run. I suggested a lot more, but if at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you are, you know, it's your choice, right? I was like, what do you want to do? Do you want to throw this into the dark? Or do you want those into the light? Because your choice, <laughs> you can have a lot better success if you throw it in the light, yeah. you know? So, so yeah, I mean, that alone right there, it, 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 it drives me nuts a little bit, but I get how it is, man. You know, cause I've, I've been, I've been around people like UKP or like that other artist who, you know, they like to plan, but at the same time, they're very sporadic people. It, it is what it is. That's how you are. That's your nature. And it's perfectly fine, you know? Right. But at the same time, you gotta you gotta build that accountability in there, which I know you got, which but some people don't, you know. 
Yeah. And you got to be like, hey, you, I fucked up. It's okay, let me get back on track, you know? Right. All right, y'all, Harco's here. I just want to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence on twitter or x this will definitely help you out like i said i got 10 blog websites with 10 different twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month you can be right there with them getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online so make sure you hit me up right now musicmakingsensepod.com hit the chat button and send me a message and we will get you on point with this great new promotion all right let's get back to the episode for myself yeah. as a personal question all right okay. and i think i i think we can see if everybody else would want to know if everybody else could tag in on this too see right drop a comment please but yeah. the thing i was thinking about was there are quite a few things that i'm experiencing as an artist right and okay. And just as we were talking, like there were things that just some certain things were just going through my head, um, like as far as ways artists can make or especially like for musicians or instrumentalists can make money or mm -hmm. can monetize. And so I'm thinking of since you've been since you're since you are starting, you're you know, you're getting the marketing package stuff together. Right. I was thinking of since I did start my. I did do the artist coaching, like brand and coaching thing, right? Right. I feel like there is something I can that I can teach, and it did, and it mostly deals with being an artist, like mm -hmm. how to get your how to uh, monetize being an instrumentalist mm -hmm. or a sideman or gigging musician, right? Touring like those. Um, how you can actually make money. And mm -hmm. and then I thought of, which is sync licensing. Um, you can put out instrumental, al instrumental albums and things like mm -hmm. that. So I was thinking of like putting together a, I don't know, like a, maybe a, I'm not, not necessarily a course, but maybe like a. Like a vlog, like a little mini vlog series or something yeah, like something that? Yeah, something like that, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like. Maybe yeah, like either, put it either, into a, yeah, oh, yeah, either a, a mini course or a mini vlog series or something like that. I mean, mm -hmm. either way, you could you could run it either way. But yeah, something like that where you are like actually writing out the plan, mm -hmm. and then you have like a PDF version of that. But then you also do like the video where you're walking through it, talking through it, and everything like that. So that way, you have something for people who like to read, and you got something for people who don't like to read. Right. 
That would be a good idea, I think, okay. because especially if it's something and then you can show, hey, look, here's me doing this. Here's mm -hmm. me doing that. You know what I'm saying? That that would be great. And I think a lot of artists would like that as well, too, because, you know, there's there's a lot of people who are interested in sync licensing, you right. know, and who are interested in doing gigs and stuff like that. And And that's one area where, you know, you start putting that together and you start maybe um even you know you have like a general package where it's like hey in general here's how you do this here's how you do that and then if people want more specialized things unique to them then that's where an individual one-on-one -on -one consultation comes in and then that's when you look at what they have to offer and then mm -hmm. build a custom package for them on like hey this is what i think you should do this would work out best for you you know, if you're an instrumental artist, instead of just being, you know, getting all these drummer gigs or all these keyboarding gigs and stuff like that, why don't you start creating melodies and for um for sync licensing? And, well, yeah, and, and I want to help them do that. Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, like I'm looking at it from a perspective of also where our instrumentalists are being able to get paid what they were, what they're worth, like looking at the cost of instruments and Mm -hmm. all those things and travel and just get food and just being able to be compensated as an artist and yeah. how to, how to negotiate a reasonable price from an artist depending yeah. on their level that they're, that they're at. Yeah. And, and then you, you, yeah. And you can even offer to look over the deals for them as well too. And, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of get a second pair of eyes on it for them right. too. And especially with your experience and you can look at it and be like, no, 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 no. I've seen this kind of deal before. Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Or be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is solid. You know, yeah. stuff like that. Sometimes just a second pair of eyes on a contract, whether it's a, you know, a small little one-off contract or whether it's something long-term, mm -hmm. that's a good service to do too. Especially, you know, you know, you've been in the game a while, you've been around the block a couple of times and everything like that. Somebody who's just trying to start out, you know, they're 16, 17, 19, 22, whatever, you know, they're just trying to get into that. You know, they're looking at this world like, oh, and they don't know like mm -hmm. that there's people, you know, they, they may have an idea that there's people out there trying to fuck them over, but they don't know how to spot it. You know what I'm right. saying? But you do because you know, you've been fucked over a few times and you've learned how to spot them easier and everything like mm -hmm. that. You've learned do's and don'ts where a lot of people don't, you know, there's, there's always something that, that you can offer, especially you as an experienced artist who's done a ton of live shows and, you know, you've had ups and downs. Yeah. You know, that, that would definitely work out good, you know, but as an instrumentalist, you know, having your gigs where you're part of a thing, or you can even, you can even collaborate with, like other, hip -hop, artists, hip, other artists, hip hop producers, for instance, like, let's say, for instance, you're an amazing keyboardist, right? Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of keyboarding gigs you could do. And then, yeah, you can do sync licensing and you can come up with instrumentals on your keyboard and stuff like that. But you really want to try to find something else to do, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you don't really know how to make like hip hop or R&B beats, but you can come up with the melodies for them. You just don't know a lot of the the the, the internal stuff that goes on with them and stuff like that as well, too. We well, right. can find some up and coming, you know, uh, producer producers producer, and be maker. like, hey, 
I would like to collaborate with you. You know, this is what I do. This is what I do. Because a lot of times the the beat the beat maker producers and stuff like that, sometimes they're searching for a melody. And mm-hmm. once they find like that certain instrument or melody, then they go off of that. Especially people who do a lot of sampling. You know, that's what they do. You know, the whole the whole thing back in hip hop was um digging in my, you know, Kanye used to have crates of records and he would sit there and go through crates of records and just listen to shit all day, trying to find the right sounds and then chop and sample and everything like that. You know, and I'm thinking of this specifically because there was this one producer that I actually created a, a track to um, who he partnered with like a uh, it's like a violinist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. To create actual like instead of just using like the the sounds on FL Studio or whatever DAW you use, instead of just using the sounds on there and creating a melody with your keyboard or whatever, it was actually a person actually doing it on the violin the yeah violin, you know what i'm saying and then they they did it like that and stuff so so yeah a lot of that in sync licensing you meet you can yep. meet a lot of artists a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of musicians in sync licensing who who are pure instrumentalists and they play they play those instruments play dobro yeah. or from get guitars to drums to percussion horns everything mm-hmm. so yeah definitely yeah I, and that's something i want to say to like i think and and also that'll help a lot of i think this will help a lot of um musicians and instrumentalists who are you know looking to make some extra cash and be able to do this be able to possibly do it full time yeah i want to be able to help them do that because i think that's 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 definitely a need and with it everything is. opening back up you know that it's and then just how things are actually changing as well. Well, then I think this would be a great opportunity for me to help those artists, help those musicians, both musicians and instrumentalists out as well. Absolutely, man. Because you know the pot, and you've been learning a lot more about this too. The possibilities mm-hmm. are almost endless. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Even to, for to vocalists, yeah. Even yep. for vocalists, like I mean, I just just found out with. And I just forgot to say that, but yeah, for vocalists, getting your voice out there in sync and just like linking up and uh, collaborating with art, with with musicians and, mm-hmm. and instrumentalists and composers who need your voice. They yep. really need your voice. Well, yep, we can help or- you. I can help you. I can definitely help you do that. Yep. And and you can if you're a singer and stuff, too. I've heard this a lot, too. Instead of, you know, hip hop producers um, sampling, you know, music and facing copyright infringement issues and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they find real vocalists who can sing a hook real quick. And it's 100 percent original, no copyright infringement. So now then they just pay royalties to that singer who just hopped on and did a hook on this beat. And now these people are making stuff to the beat and everything like that too. The the possibilities right. are endless, whether you, your, your voice is your, your instrument or whether you play actual physical ones too. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that would definitely be a good area of opportunity for you to get into and t- to help people because that's, yeah, I want to add it to this. Yeah. I want to definitely add it to the podcast. So yeah. that's why I said to everybody, if you guys want to definitely help, if you guys are interested in that, then please comment down below. And yep. let me know that because then that's another part of the, I think that we would that we can definitely help you guys with as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add in there, man? That's it, brother. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we went over a lot of different things today. So if you are interested in any of it, especially what KP is interested in, if you're a if you're a you know, any kind of instrumentalist artist or something mm-hmm. like that, and you're interested in some of the things he's talking about. 
drop a comment, hit him up, anything like that. Send us a message over at musicmakingsensepod.com. Yes, so we can find all the streaming and social media platform links and everything like that. But you can also click the button for a chat and just start dropping a message in there and we'll get back to you. Um, yeah, just, just let us know how we can help you. And like I said, there's, there's plenty of, of free or very low cost resources that we can do to help you out. So I know as you're a starting artist and everything like that, you know, resources are kind of low financially and stuff, but if you have time, well, but no money, then you can just spend that time learning different things and taking different ideas from us and everything like and that. And we can so, show y'all how to make some money, dude. Seriously. Yeah. There's no, I, I think the thing is that get out of, get the attitude out of, get, get out of the attitude of being a starving artist and just yeah. get in, start. Hey, start digging in and doing the work. Cause trust yeah. me, you can make some, you can make some money. Doing yeah, there's some, no, doing there's no need to starve no, as an artist, no, man. No. That, that's why I always call him a starting artist, not a yep. starving artist. Yep. There's no need to do that, man. You, you, it's, yeah, that's one of those old school fucking things that I don't believe in either. You yeah. Know? So, but yeah, just keep on tuning in here all the time. Let us know if there's anything we can do to help you out. Let us, let us know if there's any specific thing that you want us to talk about on the podcast as well, too. You yeah. know, if there's something you're like, hey, you kind of brushed up against this. I want you to dig more into this or, right. hey, I just saw this on social media or I just heard about this or, you know, this YouTuber was just saying something about this. What do you think about this? Mm -hmm. Let us know. Right. And uh, and we'll, we'll cover it, everything like that. And we're, we're here to help you out. So anything Absolutely. you need, let us know. Keep tuning in. Keep sharing the fuck out of the show. You know, if you're an artist, you know at least one other artist could use this information. So make sure you share it with them. Hell yeah. And uh, until then, we will get the fuck out of here and we will see you on the next episode. Y'all have a good one. Music Making Sense Podcast, y'all. Holla! Making, making all the sense. Making all that sense. <laughs>